Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back to a piping hot Cluteo, <laughs> where we are recording uh, at the end of summer in the South. Holy crap, I don't, I mean, it's actually not all that hot. In but here. it's hotter than it ought to be. Yeah, it's hotter so than I'd hot. like it to yeah. be. Oh my goodness, it's horrible outside. It it is horrible outside. Um, uh, I, you you you've looked particularly pretty uh, the past few days. Huh. It's very it's very nice. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what it is, but uh, huh. yeah, you, you look 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 particularly gorgeous. And um, those two things are, I think, unrelated. I don't think that I look gorgeouser in the heat. If anything, I look damper and oilier. <laughs> Yeah, I think we all do. Yeah, frizzier, uh, just. But I mean, I don't. I, I mean, maybe it's some weird uh, mental thing that I'm going through. I don't think that it is. I think that these two things are entirely coincidental. Coincidental? Coincidal. They're coincidental. Mm-hmm. It's a quince. <laughs> I've been wearing my hair yeah. a little bit differently, and maybe that's. Maybe that's it. I've been doing yeah. more of like the part with the straight back bun versus like the headband with the big bun on top of my head. You you, you were doing the Pebbles Flintstone for a little bit. Yeah, that's and, what and, I usually and, do for school to keep. You know, my ha- yeah. hair definitely as far away as possible from any <laughs> children's hair. <laughs> right, right. Because everybody is worried about the COVID, and, and, and we're not immune. Well, actually, we're we're largely immune from that. We're, so, we're, we're vaccinated. We're as immune we're, as we can be. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, we're, we're immuner than some folks. Yep. But um, yeah, head lice. Yeah. You know, no one's immune from head lice. Where, yeah. where is the telethon? Where are the headlines about head lice? Well, you know, honestly, you I don't, have to put up I don't want to have to explain to someone's parents how they got head lice when we're all supposed to be, yep. you know, distancing. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. I don't want my own head lice, even though it doesn't really skeeve me out that much. Right, right. Uh, Dealing with kids' head lice doesn't really skeeve me out that much, but sure. you know, I don't want to have to explain how you're the lice whisperer. I am. Actually, yeah. you're, you're I don't really want good. To, I don't want to have to explain how little Johnny managed to catch head lice at school when right. we're all sitting at exactly. our own separate we're meant to desks, like six, yeah. six feet away from each other. Yeah. Uh, a, a louse cannot leap six feet. It cannot from one cannot head even to leap another. a foot. I, have you gotten lice? Yeah. I, I mean, like in your life, perhaps like, like lice, in the past few years. I had I lice as this. a kid. Yeah, I had lice as a kid. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it, I don't know, it felt sort of weirdly shameful. There was like a family in our neighborhood. Oh, I think it still is, yeah. yeah it, there was a family is, in our neighborhood who had lice. Dumb, but, like all the kids had yeah. lice and somehow everyone knew about it. And yeah. like we continued to call them by like a lice-themed nickname right, right. Uh, f- within my family forever. Which is, which is just really wrong. <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I never had lice. And for all I know, I did. And somebody, I don't know, like gave me a general anesthetic and deloused me. <laughs> uh, and they just like kept it on the down low, but but yeah, like uh, when I was six years old, or something like, oh, you got lice, oh, yeah. you're, you're you're filthy. I'm really into yeah. de destigmatizing head lice. Everybody gets them. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a sign that your house is dirty or anything else. But I also had lice one of the times that our daughter had lice. Okay, remember when the lice lady came and combed out my ago. Holy yeah. Smokes, yeah, yeah. I didn't get. That was, I, I only. That was like when we were in New York. Yeah. That's no, that was here. Li- Wait, we saw the lice lady here. We saw the lice lady. There's a lice lady in New York as our well. Our children. Our daughter has had lice three times. Yeah. The yeah. first time in New York, we saw right. the lice lady. The second time she had them here, I took care of it. And I think the last time she had them and gave it to me, and I only had a couple. It was pretty early huh. on, and then. I had the like because I couldn't comb out my own right, hair. Right. I had the lice lady come and do it. So, if you have lice or lice themed questions <laughs> for me, I actually know a lot about lice. Yeah, you, and you, you uh, become, uh, 
you know. I mean, I'll go ahead and call you on authority. Yeah, email us yeah. at cerebro yes. at xmenfiles.com for With all of your life all of your and life comic book related questions. Needs. Speaking of comic books, and we will. This is uh, the week when we talk about issue number one hundred eighty-eight. Yep. Uh, what's on the cover? Giant pink blobs of pain cover the heads and crotches of the X-Men. At the center of it all, delivering the psychic whoop-ass is Rachel. It is the heads and crotches. Steamed. Sorry. What gives? First, though. You'll recall that we ended last issue with Storm, Colossus, Rogue, and Forge, having defeated some dire wraiths, being consumed by a grinning, vaguely morpheus blob of prickly goo. Storm fires a gun to cut Forge loose, but not without promising that one of these days she's going to actually kill him. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Forge hops downstairs on his one good leg. Naze is standing in the center of flames that are totally not a pentagram, engaged in some deep, mystical Aleister Crowley shit. The malevolent being that he's consuming with murders him, and we learn that Naze was actually a dire wraith all along or something. <laughs> At that moment, Nightcrawler, dressed in an awesome aviator outfit, bamps onto a 747 and whisks his girlfriend away. Never bring a superhero to an occult fight. The X-Men need a witch. <laughs> En route, Amanda puts on a fantastic Super Wiccan outfit. I get the feeling that she and Kurt spend a lot of their time talking about costumes. Mandy's magic mojo frees the X-Men from the weird black things. However, the fight is far from over. Rogue turns into a wraith and nearly kills Colossus. Ilyana appears and starts slicing the shit out of things with her soul sword. Amanda tries to hold back the creatures with an energy web. Ileana finds there is some shit that she just can't slice. And Nightcrawler and Forge find the dire wraith that Araro left on the balcony. Forge drops the wraith with a bullet to the head. Nightcrawler feels morally squishy. <laughs> Our heroes start to heal with the help of superfluous K's in the word magic. Turns out Naze is still alive, but only just. Forge prepares to get Naze some help, and Araro makes more ominous threats. Meanwhile, in the heart of the Bermuda Triangle, fishing boat hottie Lee Forrester and her first mate Paolo spot someone being attacked by a shark. Lee jumps in to save him and does so by kicking the shark in the face. They drag the man onto the boat to find out that it's <gasps> Magneto! <gasps> yeah. Back in New York, two of the X-Men are taking a swim. No prizes for guessing which of them is barely dressed. Raro gets slightly more clothed and she and Kurt head to a special X-meeting. This Araro does, despite the fact that she's no longer a mutant. At that meeting, there is a pretty fantastic back and forth about exactly why the X-Men should or should not continue superheroing. Yep. Kurt both questions and emphasizes the underlying premise of the X-Men comic and the X-Men as fictional characters, when he wonders why they can't just let the Fantastic Four or the, the Avengers handle these super bad guys. However, he takes things a step too far. As he's laying out bullet points in the con column, he refers to the fact that Jean Grey is dead. This is more temporal mind fuckery than Rachel can take, and she lashes out. <laughs> Matt Crowley gets dapped with a zos of psionic what's-it and goes down like a sack of crap. Dapped with a zos? Zapped with a dose. <laughs> I said dapped with a zos? Yeah. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. I'm going to play it back. Yes, you did. All right, let's try it. <laughs> Let's try this again. We'll edit this out. <laughs> no, 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 no. no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I got to repeat this sentence now to get, to get back in the thing. Okay. Uh, this is more temporal mind fuckery than Rachel can take, and she lashes out. 
Nightcrawler gets zapped with a dose of psionic what's-it and goes down like a sack of crap. Professor X calms Rachel down, and we get down to brass tacks about the reality that she comes from. There's a recap of the Days of Future Past storyline, and everyone is bummed out about what's to come. From Rachel's point of view, though, avoiding that awful future is something worth fighting for. Kurt agrees. We close with a one-page epilogue which focuses on fishing. A dock worker finds a crazy-looking amulet inside of a fish, and the amulet can talk. There we have it. Fish amulet. Uh, Zos of Dionic? No, no. Uh, dapped with a Zos. Dapped <laughs> with a Zos. Okay. Uh, all right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to copyright that. So there we go. There were also the letters. Don't forget the letters. I always forget the letters. Um, why don't you recap the letters? I don't... Okay. Hold on. Or whatever. If there's any... We, we one, can... of, one of the letters was like this incredibly long form um, poem. Oh? Not a poem. A uh, Like a... Well, I read it like a poem, but it, they... they it was a, it's a fight song. But how many syllables does the word poem have to you? Poem, two. Okay. So it's not like you said poem. So poem. I, I, I had poem. teachers in uh, whatever grade it was uh, who would occasionally pronounce it as though it just had like the one syllable. Poem. 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 Or I said P-O-A-M, like poem, poem Chomsky. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so one full column of the letters is like uh, someone has written a fight song for the... For the X-Men. I don't remember To this. the tune, roughly, of Fight Fiercely Harvard. I don't know. It was kind of weird. <laughs> and, uh... Holy shit. Yeah, I'm seeing this now. Oh, my God. Someone like a friend and I were in a Weather Xavier Academy had no college fight song. To remember the situation, we give you... I don't know the tune to that song, and I wasn't gonna... Fight Fiercely Harvard? Yeah. What kind of a wasp are you? How do you not know that? I mean... <laughs> what kind of East Coast elitist are you? I mean, you don't know I'm the fight not, song for, I mean, for like, I'm only... Do, do you know Do you know the University of Illinois? One, one out of three of those things, as Janet says. One out of three. Yeah, I'm not a wasp, nor am I from the East Coast. I have to, I guess, confess that I'm probably, you know, would be considered an elitist, although... Man, depending know. on depending on how that works, um, we're, we're not one percenters. We're I don't want we're to absolutely be. ten percenters. I, I, I don't know where we break down. You know, globally, yeah. good heavens, uh, yeah. probably anybody to listen globally, to this is going to yeah. be a ten percenter. Uh, um, we're not one percenters. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm. <laughs> hey, do you do you know do you know your uh, your alma mater, University of Illinois? Do you know their fights on? No. Okay, so Miami University. I do not know any of the words to their fight song, but. Uh, we could go to like football and basketball games because as a student you do you could just like get get in for free, yeah. which is one of the awesome realities we're going yeah. to. It, it, it's still a division division one school, but like not really all that good at the sports. Yeah, because <laughs> like, you just go like it's a great thing to do on a Saturday. It's just like all right, let's, let's just go watch a football game. So they would they would do the thing, and uh, my good friend Brad, no last name, he has a last name, but anyway, my good friend Brad and I, we would always sing the song. But instead of like the words, we would just say either raw or fight. <laughs> <laughs> just, and it, it was like, I, I, it always started off the same way, but we would just so kind of. Let's hear it. Raw, 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 fight, fight. Raw, raw, fight, fight, fight. Raw, raw, fight, fight. Raw, 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 fight, fight, fight. Raw, raw, fight, fight, fight. And then, yeah. That's, Whenever that's I want to sing like a, a, a made up, uh, when I think of like a school fight song yeah. in my head it it always always yeah. is sung to the tune of the german national anthem 
<laughs> every, every school fight song to you is Deutschland über alles? Pretty much. It's <laughs> just like how, when I think of the Harvard fight song, I'm like, I wonder if I know it. Harvard, Harvard, we do Harvard. It works for anything. <laughs> We're all wealthy legacy students. Yeah. Um, you're, you're not... <laughs> I hadn't really thought of it that way because mm. uh, I, I I would vote, I don't know the words either in German or English to Deutschland über alles. Um, I had some like made up English. We drink pretzels and or no, we don't drink pretzels. Um, we eat pretzels. <laughs> are you, are you and drink, no, I'm not. You sound like me actually. <laughs> like the weird we word eat salad. Pretzels and drink beer. Uh, something, something this is gripping yeah. podcast <laughs> material i think i think we started yeah. off pretty funny so but the um, first tapered off there the other the other thing that i noticed about the letters was like the yeah. first letter yeah and so it's nightcrawler answering the letters today oh yes yeah, deutschland duberala speaking yeah, of the uh, first yeah, yeah, yeah exactly the bavarian member of the, the x-men yeah. so uh guten tag mein damen und herren ich heiße kurt wagner <laughs> yeah um Let's see. So this this one person says, uh, for many years, I have cowered and believed the lies of those who feared and sought to destroy me. Okay. Either in spirit or in fact, that made me feel worried about the, the first letter writer. Uh, um, the third paragraph. The third, uh, third letter writer sounds a little bit like, uh, you know. At some point, there will be a news article about him that ends with before turning the gun <laughs> the on himself. himself. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Coward and uh, because you were strong enough to do so, I for many years, but coward and believe the lies of those who feared and sought to destroy. It's a little like this is kind of heavy. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's like yeah. If you if you ignore that, actually, the the the, the letter is is um, I, I'm a, I'm I'm not perturbed by it. Yeah. Um. It, um. Like I really want to to like pivot into uh, something similar, maybe like a similar level of solace that I took in the X Men. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we talked about this on on previous uh, episodes about uh, one of the ways that the X Men had such a broad appeal is mm-hmm. they were they were everybody's outsider. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were everybody's kind of kind of repressed group. Um, and that they were a little bit different in that regard uh, right. in, in the superhero uh, universe. So like, this letter writer is like maybe going a little, <laughs> a little further. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, 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 I can't do much more than 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 just to to kind of echo that point that we've made earlier. What I what I will say is, um, you know, okay, okay so. But for that remark, uh, that letter writer could have been me. Yeah. You know, but for that, um, and I'm like, like the outcast, outcast, because I, I, I belong to no social group, right? And certainly in what, school now, I, or at the age that you at, were at that age, yeah. I mean, even now, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. I mean, now, could, no one really, now, yeah. like you could maybe place me, but um, you know, at that time, no, like I. Um, I, I I don't know how to do this, and I don't want to to degenerate into um, having some sort of like like excuse to pity myself. Right, right. Um, I, I had uh, enough of a social outlet, mm-hmm. but like, ask me like, who who did I hang out with in middle school, uh, or, or that I would still know today. 
right? Nobody. Nobody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, um, and I can count on the fingers of like two fingers, three fingers, the number of friends that I had in high school that I uh, that I still yeah. Think- well, maybe maybe more than two, but um, it, but the thing is, like, like um, uh, you know, our friends in Louisville, I didn't hang out with them loads in high school. Yeah. Most of that happened afterwards. Right. Um, so anyway, what is my point? <laughs> my point is, uh, the X Men were a fantastic place for me to be. Uh, I've said this before. One of the things that. I, I love seeing is when they're hanging out at the mansion mm-hmm. and it's not because it, it, it is an opulent house, although it is, it's this idea that all these people had a home mm-hmm. with other people who were like there yeah. and they felt supported in this place where they live. Yeah. And you know, forgive me for saying this. Um, I, I, I didn't have loads of that. Yeah. Yeah. I say that with uh, you know, no small amount of um, you know, kind of mixed emotions because people I grew up with and the house where I grew up were no longer around. Yeah. And I miss them. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know, man. Uh, so this was uh, this was very much a, a an emotional safety net for me, yeah. this comic. I just got really heavy. It did get really heavy. <laughs> um, it, we're we're, we're going to lighten it up in a, little, yeah. in, in a minute, but I... Um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll seize this opportunity to do that uh, every now and again. Um, that yeah, adole- I mean, and I know everybody's adolescence sucked. Um, right, everybody feels like they don't have a place where they belong. I mean, that's just that's no, no, part no, no, of no, 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 no. Of being it's, it's an a adolescent. No, no, a little no, no, no. bit. I said everybody's adolescence sucked. Yeah. Um, I know loads of people who felt like they had a, a rather a rather stable domestic life. I didn't. Now people had it worse than me. Yeah. But. Uh, I guess I meant everyone feels like they don't, maybe what I should have said is everyone feels in some ways that they don't belong during their adolescence. Not perhaps, that they don't have a perhaps, home that they don't belong no, in, but just I was, that they don't belong in the world. The, the point that I was making yeah. is, um, I, I was going, uh, not in terms of a sense of belonging, just you know, adolescence is a rough period of time. Mm-hmm. Mine really powerfully sucked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was yeah. <laughs> uh, head and shoulders, you know, the worst period of my life. Yeah. And uh, this was one of the things that helped me get through it. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about the ages from... From five to thirty-five, <laughs> um, okay. I, I don't. I, basically, you say like like eight to eighteen. Yeah, uh, really, if you want to. Yeah. Um, I mean, eight. Yeah, eight sucked too. I mean, you know, like 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 t- ten years of my life. Yeah, eight to uh, eighteen. That's yeah. The the, the 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 stuff that I look back on fondly is the novelty of a lot of the art and culture that I experienced. Mm-hmm. Like hearing the Grateful Dead for the first time. Like that was great. Yeah. Uh, reading these comics, that was great. But in terms of having a sense of self-worth, a sense of uh, uh, feeling secure in 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 my house and 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 with my kind of immediate family, no, I had none yeah. of that. Yeah, yeah, and that sucked. Yeah, and I had no friends. Yeah, yeah, I had acquaintances. I had no friends. I had no no outlet for uh, for any of of uh, what was a you know a pretty miserable time. Yeah. But this comic and others like it were were something were something that helped, and that is why it is one of the reasons why it's interesting for me to revisit it. Where uh, here's how we pivot. Uh, I feel pretty great now. Yeah. Um, I've got a beautiful wife who looks smart and funny and and really compassionate and nice to me. Um, you know, two gorgeous children. Um, they are gorgeous. comfortable financially. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about this comic. Because you, you, look, you look so desperate for having me change this subject. No, no, I'm not. I mean, kind of waiting know, for an exit path from you, which is why I'm still talking. No. Uh, let's talk I, about I'm, the comic. Yeah, let's tell you. What, what, what do we think? Okay, so this was a kind of a weird one for me because it yeah. felt like two discrete comics. There was yeah. like the beginning part, which I didn't love. It felt like a little bit random, you know, all of a sudden, like, Amanda's there, okay, I liked your line about, you know, don't bring superheroes to an occult fight, right. but I don't know how they knew that it was an occult fight, really. I mean, how would they have, those blobs had the same sort of uh, powers that other things that aren't right. occult right. have, so it was like, I don't know, wh- like, why Amanda then in that moment? Um, you know, and if she's so powerful, then why isn't she one of the X-Men full stop? <laughs> For that, I've got an answer there. She's not a member of the X-Men because who needs that shit? I mean, Kurt, in this very issue, said... Yeah, fair. I could I, I, I could get a job, like, yeah. teaching... I could be a substitute teacher somewhere. <laughs> I'll just become... Should have just become a teacher. <laughs> right, right. Well, no, no. I'm, um, I, 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 went, I went the wrong way. I didn't want to... Get, I, I didn't want to suggest that like he could just like walk into being a teacher. And, like, <laughs> so I, I thought I'd diminish a whole other class of, uh, as it were, educational of, of professionals. Educators, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I could, I could just be a whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, and my my hot girlfriend, she, like she's got a job as a flight attendant. Yeah, fair. Working working the first class uh, uh, on the seven forty seven. Yeah, that's pretty pretty fun. Yeah. But um, but yeah, and then and then Ileana's there, and what the fuck is a soul sword? Like it just seems like this sort of made up magical object that they made up for the, just this issue, and and then Lee Forrester's there. It just seemed like this weird kind of a yeah, you know, review of a, like a where are they now? Uh, so former ladies <laughs> of okay. the X Men. Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna push back on that. Uh, the Lee Forrester. This is Claremont. Setting up, setting up future yeah. plot threads. I mean, it, all, it we, seemed we, like a lot of things. As setting was up. the epilogue. Yeah. Um, but I don't think that it was a lot of things. I think, I think, so we get, we get like that, the Lee Forrester interlude. We get the epilogue with the, uh, the amulet and the fish. Uh, and then we've got two distinct, uh, kind, bits, of, kind the, of chapters. The be- not having read further, the, the, the beginning bit also felt like, okay, well, now we've got Amanda in the mix, we've got Ileana in the mix. So, like, that felt a little bit like there was something being set up as well. I I mean, I don't know disagree. what I'm saying. No, I'm saying that it... You can, yeah, yeah. Oh, it I'm it, saying it, that fine, it... Fine, you know, fine, yeah. it, it, it felt differently to me. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you right. can't disagree with my no, opinion. I know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it didn't. <laughs> That's not how it felt to you at all. Let me explain to you how your own brain works. But the second part of the thing I yeah. thought was actually pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it worked for me. It actually, like, the, the thing about, like, the Fantastic Four and the Avengers... That was like the first time I'd actually ever really thought about, maybe I should have thought right. about it sooner, given that we've been doing this for like a year, <laughs> yeah. the difference between like, what are the differences between the X-Men and Fantastic Four? Like oh, the yeah. X-Men and, you know, it's like, I mean, they're, I guess superheroes have either a, like a magical, they're like aliens, so they have like magical alien powers, yeah. or they have been transformed by some sort of scientific mistake or accident mm-hmm. right like spider-man 
into being a superhero, but the X-Men are like just born with mutant in the, abilities. In, in, the, in the immortal words of Lady Gaga, they were, they were born, born this way. They were born this way, right. Um, I had never yeah. really spent a lot of time thinking about that before, which maybe I should have. That, you know, I, I, I was going to go in a different direction, but um, you nailed it. Um, what I was going to say is kind of the log line for, for the X-Men as a comic, which is hated and feared by a society they're sworn to protect. Mm-hmm. So so they are, in contrast to the other heroes, the, 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 the people that they serve don't view them as heroes. But um, what, what you said is it, it, it's... it's amazing to me that I have been with these characters for like decades and I never thought about it in terms of um, this is just a condition of their birth. Most Marvel heroes uh, I shouldn't say most, many Marvel heroes have an element of like, I didn't ask for this. Right. <laughs> and you know, with great power comes great responsibility. But this is kind of even further. Most Marvel heroes like, I didn't ask for this, but well, then you you shouldn't have been hanging around radioactive spiders or something. <laughs> um, but this is one like they were just born this way, right? Uh, and so the amount of uh, like, there's absolutely nothing that they've done that causes them to to exist as as people with heroic powers, right? But then, like in the, I mean, I I don't know. I guess I I wish I knew more about the some of the backstory of some of the other, like the Fantastic Four. Okay. How did they all get their heroic so, powers? I will tell you, but I have to preface it by saying that every Silver Age Marvel hero got their superpowers by means of a MacGuffin. Okay. Right? <laughs> by, by means of, you know, snap your fingers and you've got powers. Okay. So the Fantastic Four... Uh, went into space. Uh, they, they, they flew a rocket into space designed by Reed Richards. They were just regular people. Uh, yes, they were okay. regular people. Right, Reed Richards is like a scientific genius. Um, he's, he's like Tony, Tony Stark without the snark. Um, <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, and he's, he's very, very bookish and nerdy. Um, and his friend Ben Grimm is a pilot. Uh, and a rare Jewish superhero. Mm. So hooray. Uh, it, it, and the two of them, along with uh, Richard's then-girlfriend and uh, her brother, I'm doing way too much detail about this, four people. <laughs> Getting a rocket. Getting a rocket. Blast and, and, off to yeah, Mars. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, not to Mars, whatever. They're like, they make a flight, and they are bombarded by cosmic rays. Cool, okay. Because the spacecraft had not been properly shielded against cosmic rays what the fuck are cosmic rays they are things which cause these weird bodily transformations to take place (laughs) okay that's it um i'm trying to think of another like um okay so you 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 said spider-man you bitten by a radioactive spider Spider, right now this so you throw a spider into a microwave (laughs) Have it bite you. It's just that that's a radi an irradiated spider. Yeah. Um the Incredible Hulk got too close to a, a gamma, gamma bomb, thing. Right. Right. Because we had we had hydrogen bombs and uh neutron bombs, right. and then we had a gamma right. bomb. Iron Man is just a guy in a suit. Yes. Thor is from Thor is superheroic because he's magic. Right. 
bit. Um, but but so so all of the superheroes are superheroes because like the 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 physics of whatever the mechanism is is magic. Yeah, I'm just testing my sort of realization that, that all the X-Men mutants were born that way versus yeah. are there any others that were born that way that are considered not mutants but superheroes? That's I'm like running through my catalog of uh you want to say Marvel no. Marvel no. folks, right? No. No, and the difference between a hero and a villain is that a hero, uh, I'm, I'm going to try to simplify this in some kind of like Joe Campbell-esque way and I'll get it wrong, but um, like a hero is, is someone who loses something and a villain is someone who is wronged by someone. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, yeah, that's so basically the difference. Black Widow is trained, Scarlet Witch is... Scarlet Witch is a mutant. Mutant. Yeah. Well, no, she's not because isn't she? Well, hang on. In the the MCU or the comics? In the comics, she's a mutant. The MCU. She's a person who volunteers for scientific That's correct. experiments. Yeah, because right? like in, in Ultron, uh, they use like the super serum. Yeah, uh, I think that, and that's how she becomes a Scarlet Witch. Right. Oh, that's messed up. Captain okay. America. Yeah, because yeah, uh, there are as of yeah. a, 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 at the moment there are no mutants in uh, the MCU. Yeah, Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Think it. Now, think mutants, it holds up. Um, as an aside, uh, Lee and Kirby came up with this idea of like genetic mutation because um, I, I kind of mocked it uh, or teased it uh, about how it is that superheroes get their powers. It's not easy <laughs> to come up with. This, <laughs> I mean, like, even when you've got the out of this, is just this does not need to yeah. hold water right. in terms of uh, you still how, have to come up with something works. creative. Yeah. It, uh, they're mutants. Um, but in the early issues, like the Silver Age X-Men, they did suggest that the increased rate of mutations is because of the development of nuclear power, oh, okay. uh, nuclear bombs. Yeah. And they do some origin stories for a couple of the X-Men. I don't, and that might be like Roy Thomas, not, not Lee and Kirby, who do like, okay, here's the origin of Cyclops, for mm-hmm. instance. And... Um, it's like, oh, uh, one of my parents was working at uh, Los oh, yeah. Alamos. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, one of the uh, catchphrases for mutants and the superheroic X-Men uh, mutants is children of the atom. Mm, okay. Which would have been about the same time as sort of a, well, earlier than like Cold War fears. Wait, what are you saying? Uh, for For... When, the, like, like, like when the X-Men first came out? Yeah. Oh, Cold War was in full swing at that point. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, I was like 63, um, I think 63. Yeah. When the X-Men first appeared in Cold War, full swing. Yeah. Interesting. Had, I didn't, uh, and I didn't had know that like, about you know, the good, good tenure. nuclear, nuclear uh, stuff. Yeah. Nuclear, as people say sometimes when I want to punch them in the face. I don't like that. It's one of my most annoying... Uh, Really? Mispronunciations of things. Nuclear? Thing. Nuclear. Nuclear war. I don't... Um, yeah. eh, whatever. I, <laughs> I, 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 it doesn't bother me, but at the same time, it, I mean, if you want to thin the herd by... Um, <laughs> by punching people that dealing can't with pronounce the, nuclear with those in the folks, face. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I've... Uh, people who refer to use the word invite as a noun rather than a verb and um, literally makes me want to uh, literally, uh, it literally drives me up a wall. <laughs> it literally, okay. <laughs> Brings me off the palma. Um, yes. So I thought that was 
It was a weird, because I started out reading it and I was not enjoying it. I was annoyed by it because it seemed like it had all these weird random people showing up and these kind of magical objects. And Mm. uh, I was was irritated by it, but then it kind of took this turn. And uh, I was like, okay, well, this is thought provoking now. Fair enough. Um, I think we agree on the, on, on the back half. The first bit of it uh, is a need to wind down the story, although why it ended on that kind of a cliffhanger is a bit of a mystery to me. Um, I'm always delighted to have Amanda uh, in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, on that, while we're on that topic, though, spelling magic with a K... Uh, literally drove literally. me berserk. <laughs> Dr- um, me yeah, when I was a kid, uh, I thought that was just pretentious as fuck, and, and I didn't like that. <laughs> it, it, it's one of those things in like the life death um, kind of vein mm-hmm. where fourteen uh, year old me or thirteen year old me, however old I was, uh, just d- didn't 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 dig it. Yeah, uh, wait, you know how to spell magic? Yeah, I didn't. That's funny. I didn't notice that spelling it that ridiculous Celtic uh, you know, whatever the fuck kind of. <laughs> Yeah. I did not pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah. Because I was reading it at three o'clock in the morning. Well, last night you read it. Uh, a couple of days ago, I think I started it. Jesus, where was I? I think you I you came downstairs for breakfast just as uh I was finished. I mean, <laughs> not that it took me from. Wait, 3 I ate breakfast at three <laughs> thirty. What do you say? I think I was up at three o'clock in the morning, and at some point during that time, I yeah. read this issue close to the time of your awakening. If we're in a police interrogation room, like I don't buy your story. <laughs> Wait, wait, wait! You were you were downstairs. At I remember you coming down and asking what I was doing, my so you would have been awake. You, you told my partner that you were eating breakfast at three a.m. <laughs> so which is it? Oh, it's so warm in here. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's keep talking to, to <laughs> get our minds off of how warm it is. Uh, I'm sure that piping hot coffee is helping. Uh, helping Actually, you kind of off. only lukewarm now. You should have some. It's good. Is it? Yeah. Okay, okay cool. Um, Brian drinks coffee. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. Oh, it's sweet. A little sweet. I, yeah, little I sweet make side. my coffee a little sweet. Do you? Yep. Wow. Huh. Yep. I make your coffee every day. Am I making it sweet enough yeah. for you? Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. I think people would like to hear people. No people. <laughs> there aren't any people. <laughs> well, if we could just what, sit what, here we, and what, talk about our morning coffee <laughs> for the next well, hour. What other geriatric married couple <laughs> banter can we uh, come up with next? Uh, oh, did, did, did you did you did you buy the dishwasher tabs? I think we're out of dishwasher tabs. I told you to get the dishwasher. Why did you go to the store without coming back with dishwasher tabs? And suddenly, just like that, I'm married to Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah. Uh, I thought you were about to say Jerry Stiller. I don't know. <laughs> could, could be worse. Could be worse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> could always be worse. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I saw a pint glass at the beer store the other day, and it was. I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to get it because I'd have to wash it by hand because this shall come right off. But it was pint glass. And it's George Costanza, and it says these pretzels are making me thirsty. And <laughs> I wonder how it took me this long to see that pint glass. It's fucking hilarious. I don't remember that episode. How do you know these pretzels are making me no, thirsty? I don't remember it. We need to we need to you know, find that uh, and watch it. Um, I I had one of the, one of the was it the one where he's like thinking of comebacks for no no that's no a no, different no. One. yeah I, yeah I called the jerk store I one of the rare times I ever get complimented on a T-shirt at a Grateful Dead concert mm. in the parking lot I had a shirt that was do you remember the episode where Kramer gets his portrait painted by someone. 
Yes, I think I do. This is some obscure shit. This is Brian (laughs) remembering funny shit on TV from like 25 years Years ago. ago. Yeah, a long time ago. So there there is a, so the couple buys the painting. The back of the shirt is like the picture of Kramer, like in the frame and a quote underneath it. He's a loathsome, offensive brute. And yet I can't look away. <laughs> like that shirt. So many, so many fucking deadheads would walk up to me. Hey man, I like your shirt. <laughs> On the back, it's a weird place for it. Uh, I think the, the the front was just like like the Seinfeld logo or something. Right. Maybe maybe it was. I don't know. Gosh, I can't remember. I want to say it was on the back. Yeah, mm. yeah, the Kramer. But uh, I remember the Kramer portrait yeah, thing, yeah. but I don't remember the pretzels. These pretzels are making me thirsty. <laughs> um, I, I'm not going to recap. Yeah, it don't. Because goddamn, we're already, <laughs> we're already like so far over the line of yeah. why any any reasonable I mean, person would listen to we're, this. We're like we're almost meta in terms of trying to alienate any <laughs> our non-existent yeah. audience. Um, let's bring it back to comics. We, do we have anything else we want to say about this issue? I don't have anything else. We to have say a about... general pop culture uh, notes. Ooh. Do we want to? What do we watch on Friday? We watched Everest. We watched Everest, which freaked our daughter out. And did it really freak her out? She, I think it kind of did. Huh. And uh, she, um, you know, slept <laughs> with me last night, I think, in part because of that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it freaked it, Like, it is a little out freaky when you think about, like, so our listeners don't know because yeah. we have no listeners. And also they right, don't right. know that, like, I'm intrigued by mountaineering <laughs> disaster, something that Brian only learned about me actually kind of uh, recently. No, but like maybe five years ago, so, which relative to our relationship. Yeah. Is, you know, but um, because I I couldn't, ne- it would never cross my, like at the right. furthest reaches of things that I would not do. Yeah. Trying to climb Mount Everest is like at the top of the list of recreational things that I could never in my life yeah. be fucked to do. because the likelihood of my dying is like super super like of anyone's dying is super high i mean obviously i'm not going to become a mountaineer i'm not going to get the experience like all this stuff but like like could i see myself running a marathon i mean i'm not going to but sure i could you know we can imagine that but like climbing a mountain like that we're competing in the america's cup maybe maybe (laughs) yeah um yeah, so that's, you know... By the, the way, it, it is one of your most adorable quirks, the fact that you... And so, for, for our listeners, it's not just like Mount Everest. It could be any mountaineering disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's just the idea you, that you, people you watch, willingly... watch, like, a 90-minute documentary about, like, some dude who nearly died in the Andes. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, people just, like, willingly do this thing, which, yeah. like, seems so incomprehensible yeah. and dangerous to me. Right. That I never want to do it, but I'm, like, I am... I've spent like 20 years striving to understand how someone could do something like that. And your knowledge of mountaineering has gotten <laughs> kind of meaningful as a result of this. A little bit, not really. Like we're, we're watching this and you're like, like they're on the Hillary step. And this is one <laughs> of the, this is, this is like, this is the choke point. This is, this is a really dangerous spot on, on a mountain. Uh, anyway, but it is a little, I was, you know, the names of more than one climber of, of more than of Edmund Hillary. And yeah. The, yeah. But it is a little bit like freak outy for me, even as an adult, to think about like you know people die and in the world yeah. people die every day and somebody's dying right now. There's some process whereby yeah. their their remains are gotten rid of, so they're cremated or they're sure. buried or yeah. they're set out on a Viking ship aflame or they're Ooh, I should do wrapped in a flag and dropped into the ocean. <laughs> and there's like there's a process. Yes, by there's which a whole. <laughs> 
gamut of ways to dispose of a body. But when someone dies on... Some of them are buried in the Meadowlands in New Jersey. Yeah. (laughs) When someone, like, the fact that, like, there are people that have died, like, those people that died on that, whatever, 1996 expedition, uh, like, their bodies are still just there where they died. And, like, that actually, like, I I think that maybe that's a little bit of what's freaking her out, because I find that a little bit out freaky, too. Like, right now, at this exact moment, there are frozen corpses on Everest. <laughs> you could bring them, uh, you, you could thaw them out and they would bleed. <laughs> they would just like, probably yeah. right once it's like... Mm. Oh, I don't know, man. Um, I don't know either. I don't want to know. But, yeah, you know, I think yeah. that that's like something about that is right. in her brain. As okay. I mean, I don't think that she's like freaked out to the point where she needs, you know, no, no, no. therapeutic yeah. intervention. But I think it's like a little out so freaky she'll, for she'll her. She'll need a little bit of time to process. Um so she and her son were going to sleep in the guest room last night, which they do very often on the weekends. Um, but but they didn't pull the they didn't ask us to pull the Murphy bed down. Instead, they were sleeping in sleeping bags. And you, you think that that would like freak her out? <laughs> like, I mean, if you if you're freaked out about mountaineering, like like sleeping yeah, bags, yeah, to put them up a little tent you know, and then like blow a fan over it so well, it gets that like ex- exactly. <laughs> uh, so I mean. You you clearly think that you're going to zip up and 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 fall asleep and not wake up, <laughs> just to say you're not going to fall asleep at all tonight. All right. Well, I'm happy that she uh, yeah. uh, seems to have gotten a good night's rest. Yeah. I, I enjoyed yeah. sleeping in her room. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. if you haven't seen uh, 2015 movie Everest starring uh, Robin Wright and other people, uh, Thanos. Yeah. Thanos is in that. Uh, Thanos. You know, and Doug, pretty good. Oh, oh uh, Doug Stamper, whoever the actor is who plays, and uh, Robin Wright. Uh, Doug they're, Stamper. They're, uh, uh, Stamper. Stamper from uh, House of Cards. Was that his name? Yeah, Michael Kelly. Let's say yes. Yeah. Plays John. Uh, he, his agent is outraged that we yeah. can't remember his name. He's a good actor. He's <laughs> he is a good actor. Yeah, yeah, I like he, him. Yeah, he played uh, John Krakauer there. Yeah, he always he's, seems he's a little really bit good. malevolent. Um, tiny bit. I, I, I like I I, I, I want to hop onto Rotten Tomatoes to find uh, one where he plays a sort of a nice guy. But he's he's great. He's he's one of those like awesome character yeah. actors that really good. Uh, I'm a big fan of character actors, yep. as uh, everybody knows me. Who, who's my favorite character actor? Your favorite character actor? He's kind of barely a character is actor. Is William H Macy? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although actually, he's he's done like he's got some TV show that I've never actually seen where, where he, he does lead work, and he's done some lead roles as well. Uh, Joe Mantegna, I would have also accepted hmm. uh, Joe Mantegna. As well, Stanley Tucci, mm. great, great, great guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and possibly also women. Uh, but you know, <laughs> um, you know, it's weird. Actually, there are not as many. I think female character actors are, are not as common. Like, yeah, we we talked about this the other day I mean, because we, we were watching did, something yeah. and it had, and I don't even remember her name. Uh, yeah. She plays the truck driver in that one episode of Black Mirror with uh, yeah, Bryce, uh, Bryce Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Yep. Um, and uh, I can't remember her name, but she, like, in, we saw her in she, something. What the fuck was she in? I remember you mentioning her name. Oh, goddamn. What did we watch uh, before Everest? I don't know. Anyway. Fuck, this is going to... You can... I, 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 we are not concluding this episode until I remember what, what movie we saw. You're going to have to you're Oh, have she, to was in, she was in you're with Mel make, Gibson. With a... Mel Gibson. With Mel Gibson. She was in Signs with Mel Gibson. She was the That's police right. officer. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. What's her name? Look her oh, up. Fuck. Yeah, I'll look that anyway, up. Anyway, yeah. so we were... T- Science, it's not a bad movie. Yeah, so I, as we I, were, I like him. Like, as we were watching that movie, I saw her, and it occurred to me that there, for some reason, whenever we talk about character actors, and I don't think that it's just us, I think it's yeah. the world, you know, there's like a primary focus on... The problem's not us, man, it's male, society. Yeah, male character actors, but she is an example of an outstanding female uh, 
character actor. Cherry Jones. Cherry Jones. Cherry right. Jones. I'm digging up because I want to. I was thinking Cherry, in. but then I wasn't sure if that was a, a name of hers in a role. Uh, it, or... I mean, um, uh, with respect to Ms. Jones, it, it, it is kind of a porn star name. <laughs> Cherry Jones, if you're listening, we love you. We yeah. do. We do. We Send do. Us an email. I regret having said that. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. It was a cheap, cheap remark. <laughs> Uh, she was an Aaron Brockovich. A mm. uh, bunch of shit that I've just not. Um, if you have examples seen. of other female characters, oh, she was in the Village. I enjoyed the Village. Actresses. Man. I, will, I don't I will, know what the Village was. It was uh, another M Night Shyamalan movie, and I thought it was pretty good. Was it scary? Is that why I didn't see it? Uh, it has some scary shit. Mm. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, she was in the Horse Whisperer. Yeah, like a bunch of shit that yeah. I've just not seen. Uh, Aaron Brockovich, but I won't hold that against her. Aaron yeah. Brockovich sucked. She was in even trans- though it was a Steven Soderbergh. Transparent. She was transparent, yeah. uh, which I've not seen. Uh, next week on shit that Brian and Anessa have watched. <laughs> Cherry Jones, a uh, good actress, and um, I, I, I want to. I, I need to get better about figuring out who my yeah, favorite uh, female character female. actresses yep. are. Yeah, actors. Because uh, they're, they're definitely out there. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and with that what time is it i think uh, i think are we done i feel done yeah i feel done too yeah. i always want to have like some sort of closing uh, closing remark uh um, join us next week when you see whether or not uh should... oh, oh God, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I, i'm gonna undercut that but 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 definitely finish uh, <laughs> when you see what uh you know magneto does or does not have in store for uh for our friends the x-men dun 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 I'm going to tack on. I'm going to tack on two minutes here because uh, what I, I, I and shame on me because I had meant to do this loads earlier in the podcast. Um, this is uh, December 1984, mm-hmm. and I think 84 was the year that the maybe 83 that the whole mutant ecosystem really came into being. Yeah. Claremont is writing a bunch of shit and a bunch of shit that we just haven't even touched on. Mm-hmm. Um, we did the Wolverine miniseries. We have not talked about the magic, uh, series with mm. Ileana in Limbo that, uh, Claremont had done yep. earlier in 84, maybe. Yeah. We've not um, talked about the Wolverine and Kitty Pride thing. Which yeah. is uh, taking place right now. Should we read that next? We of... should, okay. but the other big elephant in the room is the New Mutants. Okay. And, uh... Important for us, it, it, Powell talks about this a little bit, that um, Claremont's attention is maybe a little bit divided mm-hmm. between X-Men and New Mutants. I read the New Mutants. Um, it's great. And You read I, it then or you read it now or both? Both. Okay. Both. Read it then. I stopped reading, actually, when Bill Sienkiewicz did the artwork. And that's about the opposite of what most people would, would think. Mm-hmm. Um, I found Sienkiewicz's art off-putting at that age. Yeah. I've done an absolute reversal. I think he's one of the best comic artists ever of mm-hmm. all time. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the time, it was it, 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 kind of a step too far for me. I, mm-hmm. I wasn't old enough, I think, to get it. Um, so you're seeing a lot of cross-pollination between the mutants and the X-Men. That's going to be a big feature of the next issue where, once again, the X-Men are basically a little more than guest stars in their own comic. Okay. We've already seen, um, like, we, we saw a couple of new mutants in the mansion. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, sitting on the stairs with. A, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With, 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 with Rachel. Rachel. Yep. Uh, so it's one of these. Uh, at this time. And I think for the next few issues, Claremont's interests are probably leaning towards New Mutants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and Sienkiewicz is doing the art, and Powell says this, I would agree, that that really kind of kicked Claremont into um, a, a whole other storytelling, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't want to take anything away from General Media Jr. Uh, rereading his stuff has been fantastic mm-hmm. because uh, Jerry J's art is, I, I, I think, you know, on a on a level similar to Paul Smith, mm-hmm. uh, which is very high praise. I, Sitting here I'm thinking, really I need to it. I need to Google some sort of like summary of like because like all the art, some of the art is cool and some of the art isn't, but I can't actually sitting here say what differences are between the different artists. Like they, right. it doesn't seem that different to me. But I, I want to Google and look up some sort of like long article uh, comparing and contrasting various uh, you know features of all the different uh, sure. you know people i'm sure Um, someone's written something like that they probably have that would be awesome to read actually i would love that too i find it difficult to articulate what it is that i that i prefer about various styles and Mm -hmm. even just to think about it right um i I, and when i try to talk about it i I sound like a dumbass Mm -hmm. like paul smith's art is curvier <laughs> like, like it's more, it's more circles or something yeah. like, like, yeah, like, not as many straight lines. <laughs> you know, I sound like I, I, I like, like I, I don't even know how to read yeah. <laughs> when I try to describe it. Uh, so I really struggle uh, with that. Um, one of the things you can say about um, Sienkiewicz is, um, gosh, what was I, I was thinking about this earlier today. Uh, it is not realistic. It, mm-hmm. it is uh, stylized. It is exaggerated, like, um, like Ralph Steadman. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I'm going to say Picasso, but like not, not like right. Picasso, right, but, right. but in, in in the same way that Picasso was not always, well, he was not at all bounded by right, by uh, what people actually yeah. look like, yeah. And Sienkiewicz is similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, he could draw conventional shit, but uh, he would, I, I think he, he gets loads more expressive once he's he's un unbounded. Un, un, um, also, did a lot of stuff with paint. It's just fucking gorgeous uh, mm-hmm. and, and looks very different. Hmm. Okay. Cool. So just wanted to throw that out there. So we're at the end of 1984 and uh, Mutant Mayhem. Um, or, you know, the fans love these mutants. The X-Men is the number one selling title. Uh, and we've got two titles happening, X-Men and New Mutants, as well as a lot of one-offs mm-hmm. like Magic, like uh, Kitty Pride and Wolverine. And the powers that be, the suits at Marvel, they want more. Yeah, yeah. I think we're going to be not subjected to that. But by the time that we get to the 90s, it is fucking bananas with the X-Men and the quality <laughs> suffered as a result. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. All, All right. right. All right. Cool. Talk to you later. Yep. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the X-Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website, xmenfiles.com. Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown. That music available under a Creative Commons license. Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa.